Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Come on in. The water's great. That's just how it is inside the red wave. It's high noon for Tuesday, November 10th, 2020. Please follow the show at I'm your moderator on Instagram and Parler and not Twitter because they canceled me. If you want to support the show, you can go to the Substack, I'm your moderator.substack.com or please leave a rating and review on iTunes. That actually does help. And I also just constantly get review bombed whenever uh, somebody gets a case of the mads and sads on Instagram. And so they will go write the uh, most irrelevant, awful reviews. They're seriously hilarious to read. First of all, because it's quite clear that they've never listened to the podcast. But uh, today I saw one that said, I was like a cross between Ben Shapiro and Alex Berenson. And I'm like, oh, well, Ben Shapiro has one of the most popular podcasts in the country. And Alex Berenson was basically right about everything throughout COVID. So is that an insult? I mean, step up the game, folks. If you're going to insult me, try to try to hit the bullseye. You know what I mean? Ben Shapiro and Alex Berenson. All right. Well, Alex Berenson's a really good investigative journalist. So, hmm. But enough about that. I imagine everyone is feeling better today than yesterday. And this is regardless of my podcast trying to cheer you up a little bit. I think that you can just feel the momentum shift. And that's the point. The momentum was always going to shift because Donald Trump 
won the election by a lot. As I said yesterday, all 50 states should be considered gray on the electoral map. Well, I mean, you might as well fill in the red ones that Donald Trump won. But the Democratic fraud machine is nationwide. And that is all becoming very clear. If you haven't looked into Dominion voting systems, you should do that. There's a bunch of statistical analyses that you can find on Twitter. There are videos by experts in the field of security technology. And the vote switching is becoming very, very clear. The programs that they have set up in these voting systems literally take votes from the Trump column and put them in the Biden column. And they move votes around by little fractions of votes here and there. All of this is real, all of it's happening, and all of it's going to get exposed. The thing to know is that this has been happening for multiple elections now. This isn't the first election where they cheated. Democrats cheating in big cities is just a part of the historical record. And every major publication used to talk about it. You can look up all sorts of things about fraud in Philadelphia, for instance. Even Chris Matthews used to talk about, I think he, what did he call them? The ward bosses or something? They have these teams of people that go out and drum up votes and get people to the polls, even if they're dead. And of course, we're finding a lot of those too. Lindsey Graham last night mentioned the fact that 25,000 voters in nursing homes and not even in the same place all requested ballots at the same exact time. How's that work? But there's no evidence. There's no evidence. We need to talk about what the word evidence means. If someone dies, you might not have the evidence to convict another person for murder. But as they examine the death and do the coroner's reports, they might say, hey, something's a little fishy here. And then they might find out that the person was poisoned. And so that's evidence of either a murder or a suicide, isn't it? Well, yes, it is. But who did it? Well, we don't know. So you get more evidence. And that's what's happening. There is plenty of evidence all over the place. People's standards for evidence shift depending on what the issue is. Like, I could tell my buddy, hey man, you know, I think your girl might be cheating on you. And he can see some guy's name constantly pop up on her phone in the middle of the night 
or just on a nice Sunday evening while they're cuddled up on the couch watching some terrible Netflix documentary that will mislead them about the truth of the world. He could see the girl drop the guy off at home from across the street. And he can still try to convince himself that she's not cheating. But if he did that, he would merely be hurting himself because he's lying to himself. Well, you know, I don't know she's cheating. I haven't actually, you know, seen her bent over the kitchen counter with him right behind her. I haven't seen anything like that. So who knows? There's evidence everywhere. You just have to go ahead and believe it. And here's more evidence. This is rooted evidence and not direct. Trump fired Mark Esper yesterday, the secretary of defense and replaced him with a guy named Christopher C. Miller from the National Counterterrorism Center. Now he is acting defense secretary. If you'll remember, Mark Esper was the guy who spoke out against Donald Trump, potentially using the Insurrection Act to stop the rioting in Portland and elsewhere by Black Lives Matter Antifa domestic terrorists with the full support of Democratic governors and mayors. So that created a rift, you might say, because if he allowed Donald Trump to do it, then he could also allow Donald Trump to do it when Donald Trump has announced the winner. But he didn't. So he wanted to make it hard for Donald Trump to use the necessary resources of the federal government, including the National Guard and potentially the military to actually stop a literal insurrection, which is what it would be and what it may well still be. There is no point in Donald Trump firing Mark Esper with two and a half months left in his presidency if he thinks he lost. And of course, he doesn't think he lost. He knows he won and he knows they're going to get to the bottom of it. Again, none of this process is over. There's a reason he hasn't conceded, and that reason is because he won. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo today had one of the most thug-life, gangster-ass quotes of all time. So he was asked if uh, the State Department was preparing to work with a Biden transition team, and he said, There will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration. (laughs) That is just ballin'. Speaking of Ben Shapiro, there's all the uh, Ben Shapiro thug life videos out there. I think we need a Mike Pompeo thug life video. And then just to top it off today, Senator Chuck Grassley came out and said that he's calling for the DOJ to declare Jim and Hunter Biden foreign agents of China. 
You think Hunter Biden's laptop isn't real? How much longer do you want to maintain that fantasy reality? That's the funniest thing, man, about all these narratives that they try to spin. They are always so wrong and they are always going to be proven wrong in a very short period of time. It's just a matter of how many people believe the real story rather than doubling down on the central narrative. And so many people really do double down on it. And it is so sad to watch. Like they are just playing themselves out endlessly because they don't know anything. It's a complete detachment from reality. Reality keeps showing you exactly what it is. And these people just keep denying each prior belief to go along with the new belief, even though they're totally incompatible with the way the world works. It's it's stunning. It is genuinely crazy. You know, these people are nuts. And I feel sympathy for them, honestly, because I know what being in that mindset is like because I used to be there. Most of us used to be there at some point in our lives, especially if we went to an American college. At this point, it's like the media isn't even trying to hide it. They are only crafting a narrative and it just is more and more insane constantly. Yesterday in the morning, they tried to say that I think it was Jared and Melania, or maybe it was Eric Trump and Melania, were trying to convince the president to concede. And they had this story from people close to the president. Another unnamed source. And of course, that's wrong. No one around Donald Trump is trying to convince him to concede. People are worried that maybe uh, Mike Pence is going to be the storied betrayer. There was this weird um, little hint or leak that made its way around the Internet the other day that someone kind of higher up around Donald Trump is going to like try to create this big story about how Trump is so bad and that they can't that he, you know, is just unfit for a second term. And if that happens to be Mike Pence, wow, that is an ultimate betrayal. But I also don't think there's anything there. And I don't see why anyone else would think that either. Uh, Mike Pence campaigned hard. He was everywhere he needed to be. And now he's taken a couple days in Florida on a vacation. So people are like, maybe he's the turncoat. I don't buy that yet. And the reason I don't buy it is because you know, Mike Pence is devoutly religious unless all of that is a put on and it does not seem to be. And Trump supporters have supported him wholeheartedly, as far as I can tell. Maybe there are dark corners that have always hated Pence, but I don't see it. I could be wrong. I don't see it. But what would be the benefit to him? Like, 
Do the Chinese have blackmail on him? Do the Democrats? Like, did he get promised some unbelievable fortune that would cause him to betray his oath of office and his service to the country? I don't see it. I just don't see it. I mean, Mike Pence would be like one of the great villains of American history if that happened. Remember, every time you think about these stories and what they might mean, there are now 72 million votes for Trump. And we know for a fact that thousands and thousands and thousands of them, hundreds of thousands of them, were destroyed or stolen or switched. So he actually has a great many more votes than what we're seeing. And of course, Joe Biden has far less. But regardless of any of that, the media has already sold out. Conservatives are completely over it. Trump supporters are completely over it. And I would imagine that Bernie supporters are right behind because they used the same system to beat Bernie. And I imagine Bernie's fully aware of that. And he's getting a big payoff for all of this. Of course, after his presidential run, he bought some extra houses with the $5 million he made on his book. Are we to believe that Bernie made $5 million selling a book that no one's really heard of? I don't believe that. And I've been thinking a lot about this stuff, about how the people who run corrupt politicians actually get those corrupt politicians paid. And Netflix and Spotify deals seem to be the hot new thing, but I imagine it was just book deals before. Honestly, who the hell bought enough Bernie Sanders books for him to make $5 million? I don't understand it. So also last night, uh, I saw a report that Real Clear Politics pulled back their projection of a Biden win in Pennsylvania. Now, I don't know if that's true because I haven't looked at Real Clear Politics in the last few days to know that they ever had Pennsylvania up and someone from their organization said that they did not. But Obviously, it's a little more serious a thing if they have pulled it down, if they had it for Biden and now it's not for Biden. But either way, real clear politics has Pennsylvania as undecided. And so that's one of the major hubs for political information in the country, extremely well respected. They don't have Biden as the president-elect. And there's a good reason for that. It's because he's not. But the idea that we're just all forced to believe this nonsense just because the mainstream media outlets say so. No. This thing isn't close to done. We now have 
sworn affidavits attesting to instances of election fraud and abuse by real people on the real record who are going to testify to these things in a real court where their penalty is perjury. And we're just supposed to expect that they're lying. And of course, we have the media now doing hit pieces on these individual citizens. It's terrible. They are trying to cover up the greatest crime in American history. And they have no problem sacrificing individual American citizens to do so. Just like they had no problem putting sick people into nursing homes or releasing felons who had COVID so that they could go vote at LeBron James's more than a vote centers. I cannot wait until that whole operation is investigated so that we can finally see that LeBron James is indeed the ambassador from the Chinese Communist Party and his career will look like a travesty because to be honest, I'm just angry that Michael Jordan has to continually endure the insult of being compared to that man. So I was running around, uh, a bit this morning and I drove by a Denny's that has one of those tents up outside for outdoor dining, but it's like one of those like proper event tents that actually is just indoors except outdoors. Someone sent this meme around yesterday with that. And I was like, Oh, come on. I wasn't even sure that it was real, but it was a funny meme. But today I saw one outside of Denny's. So now as long as people all sit inside the same tent, COVID can't happen. Sit inside the same room, COVID everywhere, even though all the other states around the country have been eating inside for a while. Even though Florida has been open for what, six Seven weeks, fully open, no restrictions. Where is the COVID disaster? Where is it? Oh, there's more cases. Got it, got it. And the COVID thing, you know, is real funny because yesterday Pfizer announced that they were very close on a vaccine, which if you took a disease with a 99.9% survival rate as something dangerous enough to warrant a vaccine, this should be nothing but good news to you. And I'm sure for many people it was. For some it was not. And one of those people is Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, who has now said that he doesn't want the vaccine to be released during the Trump administration because it would definitely be such bad planning that they would have to do all the planning over again. And of course, even if Joe Biden magically ended up president somehow, it would be the same plan. 
The logistics are already done. They don't need it to be redone. They just want to discredit Donald Trump and then give the credit to Joe Biden. It was his very responsible leadership as soon as he got into office that gave us a magic vaccine immediately, even though he had absolutely nothing to do with the development of it. And Donald Trump's warp speed operation, Operation Warp Speed, I guess, did have something to do with it. And the media, in their never-ending goal to make Donald Trump look bad, got a quote from someone at Pfizer about how they didn't use money from Operation Warp Speed in the research and development phases. And that's interesting because if that's true, then what's Andrew Cuomo concerned about? Like nurses and nurse practitioners aren't going to inject people properly? Trump's going to poison the vaccine on the way out? What exactly is the concern? Because if Trump didn't pay for their research and development, then what's the issue? Right? Trump didn't do it. Trump didn't get it done at all. Right, Andrew? And if that's the case, then the vaccine should be fine. It's untainted by Donald Trump's evil hand. But the thing with Pfizer is even more interesting. You know, so they just did this all on their own. They just rushed this vaccine to market faster than any vaccine ever. And it had nothing to do with the massive operation whose goal was to get a vaccine to market really fast. Okay. So then they must be claiming somehow that this is part of the normal process, right? Because they didn't take the money for the research and development and the process wasn't sped along by Operation Warp Speed. So then what? Did you have the vaccine before? It's all very strange, isn't it? Circling back, because I completely forgot to mention this in the part about the whole election fraud thing. So Kaylee McEnany and Ronna McDaniel and the lawyer for the Trump team, I think his name is Matt Morgan. They did a press conference yesterday talking about the many instances of voter fraud and the lawsuits that were being brought. Everything they said is provably true. They weren't lying. It wasn't misinformation. But the networks cut them off anyway. Even Fox, Neil Cavuto said that he couldn't countenance all this misleading information. It's funny how they call it misleading. Because misleading indicates that there is somewhere you're supposed to end up once you have received information and that this other information is going to steer you off course into the land of the disinformed, a.k.a. Trump voters. You know how it is. Got to stick to the central narrative. But there was nothing misleading about what they said. They were very accurate in their language about how the process was going. They kept being asked, yes, but do you have any real evidence? 
And then, like I've said before about Trump, and it's usually Caitlin Collins, but I think yesterday it was like some Australian reporter. When they walked off stage from the press conference, you can hear the reporters trying to shift the narrative over the still hot mic that the three of them were just speaking into. And so they'll start shouting out questions even as they have left the podium and they're clearly walking away. And so they'll say things like, isn't, isn't it true that President Trump is just a sore loser? I don't even know what that impression was. I guess it was just the whiniest voice with maybe an accent that I could think of on the fly. But that's ridiculous because it is not the media's job to reverse the White House's narrative. Or it should not be the media's job. It certainly obviously is the media's job. And this is what the whole defeat disinfo campaign was about and what the transition integrity project was about. They do not want any doubt in what they say to enter the central narrative. And again, the central narrative no longer matters. There are 70 million plus of us out here who have absolutely no motivation whatsoever to stop fighting for this. The country is at stake. It actually does matter that we cannot have faith in our elections. I have said multiple times and will say again, even though I think that Donald Trump is going to win outright, I still think it would be wonderful to have a nationwide election audit because we need to know where the holes are. This system is corrupt and it is becoming more corrupt the longer the Democrats stay in power because they continue to change the voting laws all around the country to benefit and ease their fraud attempts. And it is obvious every single thing they do introduces more pathways into the system for people who want to cheat it. And here's something to watch for in the next two months as there is a Georgia Senate runoff election on January 5th. The Democrats are going to try to publicly distance themselves from the far left. They have to do that to try to win these Senate seats in Georgia because otherwise they just won't. So you'll see them kind of trying to cater to the middle, you know, the, the set of people who care about false decorum and really hate Donald Trump it might just be over the whole thing. We need a break. It's been too difficult for me these last four years. Why can't like the president just leave me alone? I'm trying to film myself eating dinner. That's where we're at. But AOC is already grumbling about how she might just have to quit politics because she has finally realized that the Democrats are not going to give her what she wants. It would be really interesting to see 
her primary Chuck Schumer. It would also be really interesting to see where all the money in the Sunrise Movement goes. Who's paying for that? And what AOC might do after she leaves Congress. I think it's probably better money than she was making in the bar. And so I will leave you just by encouraging you to watch a couple videos. There's one where some MSNBC host is shooting over to Ken Delanian to, you know, do Ken Delanian nonsense. And right as he's about to put Ken Delanian on air, you can see Ken look down at his phone and he just mutters, shit, fuck. <laughs> and then the host is like, uh, maybe we, uh, maybe we've lost Ken. So you got to check that one out. It's amazing. And then there's another one where this uh, Fox News host, I think her name's Sandra Smith or something, but one of her guests is talking about the rampant fraud and everything that's happening. And she's like, what? Like, what's happening now? We already called it for Biden. And that is also just a joy to witness. Um, I'm going to spend the afternoon watching the Senate testimony of one Andrew McCabe. And I've already gotten messages that it is pretty epic. So I'm going to have my take on all of that for you tomorrow. I will be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Listen to Hope's Fall. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm your moderator.substack.com, where you can donate, or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Acting as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range.
Attack!